If Radbourne felt beat up at the end of the 1883 season, he had good reason. Professional baseball in the 1880s was not the pastoral game of myth, green, lovely, and languid, but a nasty, brutish, fast-paced affair, populated by profanity-spewing young men in dirt-smeared uniforms who had few qualms about using violence to get their way. One of them was a pitcher named Hugh Ignatius Daly, and he came close to killing Charlie Radbourne in 1883. Daly, son of a laborer who had fled the potato famine in Ireland, was a scarred and bitter man, swarthy and scowling, an inveterate growler, in the words of the New York Herald, and altogether a nasty piece of work, even by the standards of 1880s baseball. A rangy six-foot-two hard-throwing right-hander for the pennant-contending Cleveland club, he possessed a wicked fastball and snapping curve, along with a propensity to cheat, in particular by stepping out of the pitcher's box, a six-by-four-foot flat rectangle that predated the mound. What really set Hugh apart, though, was a remarkable physical attribute. He played Major League ball without the benefit of two hands. His right arm was muscular, with a hand that gripped a ball or bat powerfully, but his left arm ended in a sawed-off stump, the result of a boyhood shooting accident that necessitated amputation. Daly survived in baseball by holding his bat halfway up, swinging with one hand, and by manipulating his stump, trapping the ball against it when fielding. Though he sheathed this wad of skin and bone in a protective chamois skin, all this pounding and chafing often made it tender and sore, which failed to improve his mood any. The press, reflecting 19th-century sensitivities about such matters, commonly referred to him as One-Arm Daly. During one game, One-Arm chastised his catcher, a hard-boiled, hard-drinking Irishman named Tom Deasley, for returning the ball to him too fast. Don't speed them so hard at me, Tom. Arch them down. Just lob those balls. They crank against a stump of me arm. And give me a twitch, Daly cried out. Sometime later, he motioned Deasley out to the box, presumably to discuss signs. While the enemy team looked on, hoping to pick off their signals, the pitcher asked Deasley to edge even closer. As Deasley leaned his head near the pitcher's shoulder, Daly brought his stump up in a flash, delivering Deasley a stinging, eye-watering blow to the chin. After this visitation of Daly's stump to his face, Tom always took Daly's cue and arched him down teammate Tom Brown recalled. Deasley, four inches shorter, many pounds lighter, and significantly saner than Daly, thought better of retaliating, even against a one-handed man. In 1883, Daly was nursing a particular grudge against Radbourne for the crime of demonstrating that he was a better pitcher. At the end of July, with Providence and Cleveland locked in a tense struggle for first place, Radbourne opened the series by throwing a sparkling no-hitter the first and last of his career, embarrassing Cleveland in front of its home crowd, eight to nothing. It was very nearly a perfect game. Only one man smelt first base, as one newspaper man put it, and that on an error. Cleveland evened up the series by winning the next game, but Providence took the third to shove Cleveland back into second place, one half game behind. By then, Daly had seen enough. His moment of revenge came when Charlie strode to the plate in the fifth inning of the July 30th game, with Cleveland holding a narrow three-to-two edge. Staring at his nemesis, one arm reared back, ran to the front of the pitcher's box, and fired a fastball at Radbourne. The ball slammed into Charlie's upper chest with horrific force, and he buckled over in pain.
In short order, it raised a lump on his chest, the Cleveland Herald reported. Though he almost never left a game he started, Radborn was unable to go on. Radborn could not even take first base. There was no penalty yet in the National League for hitting a batter with a pitch. Manager Harry Wright turned over the pitching duties to his latest acquisition, a 20-year-old Californian named Charlie Sweeney. The kid quickly let loose a flood of four more runs, and that was that. Daly won the game, 7-2, thrusting Cleveland back into first place by one-half game. Worse for Providence, Radborn, who might have been killed by the traumatic blow near the heart and neck, was too sore and stiff to play for days. The missile had done its work.